Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Reservations. We're your hosts. I'm Rain Wayland. And I'm Jeremy Blair. So, I texted you last night. Yeah. Uh, so, Ashley and I watched Corella last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on, on Disney Plus Premium I, Access. I did the one thing I said I was never <laughs> going to do. Uh, I was never going to give Disney $30. That's so expensive. After I'm already paying them $8 for a subscription. Now, I will say... Not the most money I've spent on a movie. I'll tell you that's that. true. So in my car right now, don't rob my car. Uh, don't break in my car. Uh, in my car right now because I want to go yes, check. Yes, our one listener is going right, right. to track um, you down. And this isn't live anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, exactly. I went to go check the mail before I drove to your house. And uh, I did get my uh, <clears throat> bootleg um, <laughs> copies of uh, Kill Bill, the... The whole bloody affair, right? Which right. is it's it's the one four hour movie, right? That we all knew existed, and uh, the chronological Godfather's one and two. So it takes Vito as a kid, and then it goes to Robert De Niro, and then it goes to Godfather one, and then it goes to Godfather two, right? Yeah, uh, which is dope. I can't wait to watch it. So and each of those were thirty dollars a piece. So sidebar, uh, Ashley's Mima. Hates it when they show The Godfather like that. She hates it when it's chronological. Really? Yeah, she hates it. I just it. think it's an interesting way to look at this this narrative. It's a new way to look at it because we're so used to Godfather 1 and, and then, then Godfather, Godfather 2, 2 with the intercut of young Vito, right? Shout I, out to our Godfather episode. Yeah. And so I think that watching it in chronological order, which I've never seen it that way because every time it was on it was always halfway through and you still had a day left right <laughs> um well then well then now you know you got the actual francis ford coppola cut of godfather which 3. i also have and i haven't watched it yet um, but uh anyway uh yeah corella was all right yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, okay good i, I do <laughs> i do want it Haley wants to see it I, and i i, I mean so. i'm not going to tell you not to and as i've, I've kind of talked to you about it off mic and off camera it it was it was decent. Like yeah. I would watch it again. Of course, I paid thirty dollars, so I am gonna watch it again. <laughs> but I mean, Regardless, tomorrow. It you know it's from the director of I Tanya Craig. Uh, ooh, I'm so sorry, Craig. I know he's watching. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's from the director of I Tanya, and I mean, there's a few things in the narrative that's unnecessary. But I mean, on the whole, Emma Stone is fantastic. I mean, I. Apart from that stupid, like, a hollow, uh, oh, I don't know what movie. Oh, where she's Aloha, like, yeah. Aloha, yeah, where she plays where the she's Hawaiian. Hawaiian. And yeah. Apart from that, I have <laughs> not seen her made a, uh, make a bad movie. Um, maybe she's made some bad choices, like Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man. Well, Amazing Spider-Man 2. The first one's okay. But anyway, I mean, oh it's decent. Uh, if anyone out there... Uh, has seen it, comment and let us know. Uh, we know you won't, though, but... Yeah. It, They're not going to... Don't it, even bother us. It's, asking. you know, it, it's it's the YouTube thing to say. And on and for the Facebook, you know. But who knows? We'll, we may read them. I mean, I know I do. Oh, I read them. Uh, Alex commented on our last video. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said, thanks for the shout out. And I oh, was right like, on. I was like, well, yeah, we love our favorite zombie king. We do. And... Yeah. Uh, and I think mom commented. Yeah, on... your mom comments all the time. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jeremy's mom. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, mama. Uh, but anyway, um, so today we are continuing our end of season series, uh, the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy, or the Cornetto trilogy, if that's how you refer to it, with part two, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Um, as I mentioned uh, two weeks ago, I believe this is the silliest of the three. I have not seen the third one, so um, so far I'm going to have to agree. <laughs> it, uh, is, it is sillier than Sean. Uh, not because of, uh, you know, they're not making fun of police or anything. It's just the the narrative just escalates and escalates and it just becomes... I mean, it is serious, but it just... Well, so... <laughs> um, okay. All right, so... Uh, let's just go and dive right uh, Let's in. do it. Let's do it. Like you got a swimming pool full of liquor. We're going to dive in. <laughs> Shout out to Kendrick Lamar. Or, or, or wait, is this, uh, is this All American Rejects move along? Are we diving backwards into a pool hoping people are going to lift us up? Oh, my God. So um, let's, let's dive <laughs> into uh, Escalation. I like that you brought up Escalation because um, the violence in this film 
is uh, mm-hmm. extremely shocking, right? Because right. it's so unexpected. Because once we get the ball rolling into the violence, we have been watching this movie for a while. Yes, right? yes. And so <laughs> the first time anything violent happens, you're almost like, oh my God. Right, that was extremely violent, which yeah. I love, of course. Yeah, because the only the the only violence thing we had seen at that point is uh, a cameo from Peter Jackson stabbing uh, our hero Nicholas Angel through the hand. Yeah, and even then, that's not, and that wasn't that violent. It was more of like a, a picture, like a still frame within yeah. this. Uh, uh, I I lost the word. That's okay. It was sort of like a montage of uh, still the montage. Images. There yeah. we go. Yeah, and yeah, and that's not the only cameo in the film. Uh, there's another cameo which, which we'll get to later. We'll get but to yeah, uh, shout out Peter Jackson. It might be my favorite thing about the movie is that the violence is it takes it, it takes you off guard because you're yeah. not expecting it to be extreme violence, especially right. with uh, R.I.P. Poor Tim Messenger. <laughs> yeah, uh, that one was which wild. Which we will really get to. That one's wild. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, the violence, especially in the last twenty minutes, it just it. Edgar Wright cranks it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To it's, twelve. Yeah, it's wild, right? Yeah. And I think you know he plays it so well that the movie doesn't seem like it's going to go that way. And then once that thing, you know, once the first violent thing happens, you're like, Jesus Christ. You know, you know, and it's also, excuse me, everyone. uh, It's also to be said about Simon Pegg's character in this film, Nicholas Angel, uh, because I just recently watched, as soon as I was done watching uh, Hot Fuzz, I watched his video that he did with GQ where he breaks down his most known characters and he got to Hot Fuzz and it didn't really hit me until he said this, is that Nicholas Angel is your by-the-book police officer uh, who would never be considered an, uh, you know, an action star. But then as he, as the film progresses, he morphs into the action star kind of as the violence also ramps up. Right, and I, I think that it's also this sort of... You've seen it a million times, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Where a... A lazy, you know, oaf meets a type A nut job, and then they rub off on each other. Not in a sexual way, but kind of. Um, <laughs> and the the uptight, you know, type A nut job gets uh-huh. a little more relaxed, and then the lazy oaf gets more responsible, right? And mm. they sort of meet in the middle. Uh, of course, that's what happens here, right? Um, with Nick Frost's oh, character, sorry, everyone. Um, and that's fine. I <laughs> I did like that. I I read that the there was originally a love interest. I don't know if you read it. I just recently read that too. And that most of the dialogue stayed the same, but was given to Nick Frost's character. Yeah, <laughs> which I which is why there was some sort of weird uh, dynamic to their characters because you know they're saying things that would most more you know be. Uh, attributed to like a rom-com right right there their characters but which i think adds to it, it which i love when i read that i was like that makes so much sense and i love that even more now. yeah especially with the the trying to purchase a japanese peace lily yes for his birthday which is like that's a little strange to buy for you bro but <laughs> i mean i mean you do you yeah nicholas yeah. angel yeah for sure uh but yeah i i read that today too and i was like that's that's so funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, and I think that a, a love interest would have made... Now, I will say that there is a there is sections of this movie that are just boring. I really? Think. I do. I think so. I, I think that this movie's too long. I mean, I never realized it until... I put it on last night. Um, after Ashley and I watched Cruella. Of course. <laughs> well... After we watched Corella, and then I played Resident Evil, and then I was like, you know, I should probably watch that movie we're talking about. Probably. Uh, and I put it on, and I, and I have it on my Apple TV, and I never realized it until I hit play that it was two hours long. Yeah. Because I'm the opposite. I think it's really fast. Oh, okay. Now, not in the sense of that uh, we've talked about before where a film feels shorter than it does. I, I think it's a, a very fast-paced movie. But then again... No spoilers. Corella was a little too slow. Oh, I see. So it was 
this was just relativity. So you were probably. like, this is much faster than Cruella, right? So probably. I gotcha. But again, I've seen the movie probably 15 times. This might be my second time ever watching this. Really? Yeah. I've seen it a lot. Uh, I've, I've never felt like the movie's too long. Okay. Um, but that's just me. Yeah. I, I did feel it was a little too long. I felt... Uh, but I could see why. There are sections in this movie I could that see are why. a little slow. And I think that if they had added a love interest, I would have been comatose. Well, and I think they did a really great job with our second cameo uh, of Clay, uh, Kate Blanchett getting her out. <laughs> did you know that that's who... Uh, I did not Janine, know that was, yeah, yeah, Janine is Kate Blanchett. I did not realize that was Kate Blanchett. Uh, I thought it was so funny. That whole That whole scene was funny because, you know... Everyone looks the same, yeah. right? And obviously that's a joke. And so the, the fact that he uh, talks to this guy and thinks it's Janine, and he goes, Janine's over there. <laughs> I'm not Janine. Um, Janine, I've been transferred. <laughs> right. And then, you know, uh, she's like, oh, is it him? She goes, no. What I Do I look like I would be with someone like that? No, it's the other guy. And he goes, no. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it was Bob. Like, does Bob look like the guy I'd date? It's Dave. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, and of course they look exactly the same. Yeah, so I... I, I mean, did not know that was Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what I was watching. This has been years after I'd seen the movie multiple times. I never knew how that was. Um, I was watching a video, and they were talking about like some of the best cameos, and they mentioned Peter Jackson, which I knew. I was like, yeah, I knew that yeah, was Peter Jackson. Yeah, I didn't catch that one either. Um, the only way you can really tell that it is Peter, because they do a good job of hiding his face in that Santa costume, is his... Uh, it's going to sound really strange, a very weird descriptive word, but Peter Jackson does have kind of a button nose a little bit. Button nose. Yeah. That's so nice. it's this nice round button nose, and you're like, oh yeah, that's Peter that's Jackson. That's Peter Jackson. Uh, but then they're like, Kate Blanchett and Hot Fuzz. I was like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> and I had to go back and look it up, and yeah. Uh, and so her cameo was really short and she asked to be in the movie because she loved Shaun of the Dead so much. And they were like, absolutely. Yeah, I... We're going to put you in a scene where no one can see your face. But of course, you know, I would have never thought that it would be a cameo because this movie, you know, tricks you with Bill Nye's in the movie, Timothy mm. Dalton's in the movie, right? Um, Steve Coogan. That's who I couldn't remember last Steve week. Coogan. Steve Coogan. Steve is, Coogan's in the movie, right? Yep. And so... It's like, oh, those are the cameos, right? These are the very big names mm -hmm. that are in this movie, right? Right. Uh, especially Timothy Dalton. Yeah, uh, yeah. How right? they got Timothy Dalton, I will well, never know. I mean, it's probably really easy. It's like they're like, hey, are you working on anything right now? It's like I haven't worked since the last James Bond I did. Like I, <laughs> please hire me. Please. Oh my god. I, I'm running out of money. But, of course, in Britain, it's a gigantic deal to get a, a former James Bond in your movie, right? Yeah, and now, of course, he's doing uh, Doom Patrol. and I think he's kind of had a resurgence now, too. Okay, cool. I haven't seen him since Hoffa. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, yeah, they, the film does kind of trick you with that. And having Kate in this brief little scene, you know, yeah. They, Love Kate Blanchett. Um, but to my point, I agree with you. I think if they had given Nicholas a love interest, I, I think the movie... It would have been too ordinary, I think. It, I mean, besides the over-the-top violence, which, of course, always catches my attention, I, I think that, you know, it would just would have been too colored by numbers. I, I was actually just about to say that because the film is sort of a satire of these... Sorry, everyone, if I uh, start sounding sopped up. I've got a lot of science issues. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the but the film is kind of a, a play on all these cop action films, right? So I feel like if they had given a love interest, you know, it would have been like, oh, I'm yeah, watching Die Hard now. Uh, okay, cool. Love Die Hard. Yeah, um, shout out to the best Christmas movie ever. Oh my god. So <laughs> Ashley hates that. Oh, I mean, it's fine. It's a Christmas movie. That's fine. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I did I did write down that um, I really like what Edgar Wright does with processing paperwork and mm -hmm. it makes the mundane seem so exciting oh yeah uh, because of the editing style it was very much like a like a tony scott movie like you're watching man on fire or mm -hmm. you know something like that domino i don't know if you've seen that i um, have seen man on fire though yeah so it, it is shot sort of like that right yeah the, with this, these, these overlapping really... mm -hmm. things and the flashes mm -hmm. the flashes of light and the whatever and then cutting back to him like 
Right, exactly. Right. And so because to him, this is the most exciting part of it. Right. right. And so when they're... It's almost the opposite when something exciting happens or like when they're getting arrested. That's mm-hmm. usually the exciting part. Right. If you were to watch this in a normal film. But um, but yeah. to him, it's the, you know, when he gets out those pins, caca, yep. and, you know, almost cocks them like guns and, you know. Yeah. So, by the way, the the twin bit um, of the, the front desk guy. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Because yeah. at first you're like, why is his hair different? <laughs> you know. Well, and it's and it's the same actor. You know, it's they... so <clears throat> funny. You oh, just yeah. think, wow, he's had a rough night or something. <laughs> Nobody tells me nothing. <laughs> then the because then the night before he was like, are you sure you want to process? Yeah. Uh, so so Jeremy, let's talk about our main man, Nicholas Angel Simon. Simon Pei. Pei. Um, he's boring. Also, I wouldn't say that. He's a buzzkill. I wrote that in here. He is. Uh, compared to Sean, of the, Sean uh, which also in that GQ video, Simon reveals his full name, Sean Smiley Riley. His name is Sean Riley, but his nickname is Smiley because apparently he used to be a DJ. And Simon's like, but you didn't know that. Um, but compared to Sean, Nicholas Angel is... You know, uh, very straight laced. He has his life together. Apart he's from driven, which he's is, very driven, which is you know not something we're used to. With, <laughs> after watching Sean, right? exactly. Uh, he uh, he's married to his job, which does come up a lot throughout the film, um, because this is what he wants to do. I have always wanted to be a police officer, and I'm going to be the best that there is, and he is the best. Um, but so good, in fact, that they have, uh, <laughs> that the Metropolitan Police Service has to, like, you're making us look bad, so, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna get you out. And ever since you told me about Ed and Sean of the Dead laying out the entire plot of the yeah. film, I was trying to see if they did it again, and they sort of do it Not again. Not necessarily, it's when Bill Nye says he can make people disappear. I'm the chief inspector. Because I'm the chief inspector. Which is a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. Not directly how Ed does it in Shaun of the Dead, but a little bit more foreshadowing of uh, Nicholas's future chief yeah. inspector. Um, which, I'll get it out of the way. As of last week, there were there's a lot of actors in this movie that were in Doctor Who, but also they had more Harry Potter actors yes. Yes. in this one. Yes. Um, I don't know his name. But he's fantastic. Uh, his chief inspector is uh, Professor Slughorn. Yeah. If anyone has seen, which I'm sure you have, The Order of the Phoenix. Um, yeah. There's a couple other people, but they're not coming to me, but we're going to move on. That's fine. Uh, so anyway, so Nick is, yes, he's by the book, by the numbers. He's he's driven. He is a type A nutjob. Nutjob. Now, Nick Frost plays the same character. Yes, the only the only difference between Ed and Danny is Danny does have a job. Is employed. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't sell weed, but he is a bit of a drunk. Yeah. Um, That's also a fun reveal uh, th- that he is a police officer. <laughs> He's like, who's gone? Who's gone? <laughs> what? Why are you dressed up as a police officer? Because I am one. Yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> Uh, sidebar with Nick Frost's character apparently one of the stipulations for him to agree to the film is he got to uh, name his character and he picked Danny and he picked Danny Uh, but apparently he was also asked to watch a lot of at least 20 uh, cop action movies (laughs) and apparently he only watched one oh and it's are you ready yeah because it's referenced throughout the entire movie Bad Boys 2. Oh, I thought it was going to be Point Break. God damn it. No, it was just Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2. It's <laughs> You haven't seen Bad Boys 2. <laughs> Why? The second one. I mean, at least it wasn't the third one. That's true. Which it hadn't come out. It hadn't come out. <laughs> it didn't exist yet. So. Uh, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so so uh, Nick Frost does sort of play the same bumbling fool. But... I would say Danny is a bit of an improvement over Ed. And the fact that he's willing to change, right? Because, again, like I said, they they sort of take notes from one another. Yes. uh, Danny starts to take his job as a police officer very seriously. 
uh, as the film progresses and <clears throat> Nick learns to relax and pretty much be a human. And enjoy himself. Yes. Yeah. Especially in that last 20 minutes. You for sure know he was like, yes, this is this is what I do. You, uh, uh, one of the Harry Potter people you forgot was Filch. Because uh, he, right. he's got all the guns. And, yes. And the sea mine. Sea <laughs> <C> mine. <laughs> Why do you have a sea mine? Uh, yes, Filch. Uh, I, I can see his name, but uh, I'm oh, not, not going to try. I've never known his name. He's great. Um, his brief little little cameo. He comes back in the world's end because this is continuing uh, of kind of a Quentin Tarantino-esque of reusing the same actors. Yeah. Um, we see multiple people that were in Shaun of the Dead in this film. Apart from Simon and Nick, uh, the um, the old lady who runs the shop is the... Because <laughs> I didn't get to say it last week. The caucasidal maniac lady. Yes. <laughs> uh, she's in it. Um, there's a couple other people that were also in Shaun of the Dead. I can't... So, um, the the 17-year-old kid is one of the detectives um, that, you know, he was like, uh, I thought you said this wasn't a, uh, a social gathering. Uh, oh, He's one no. of the detectives, yeah. Really? Yes. He just lost a lot of weight. Oh my God! He's one of the Andes. He's one of the Andes. He's he's the he's the um. Oh my God! Yeah, he's he's the he, he has the he keeps laughing at the skid marks part. Yes, skid marks. <laughs> oh my God! I never. Oh my God, ah. Jeremy, blew my mind again. Yeah, uh, no, I like that actor, so I recognize. Him. Yeah, and uh, both of those guys, both Andes, also come back in uh, the World's End. Um, and the guy you were talking about also has that uh, Apple TV Plus show, Turning, I think. Uh, I it looks pretty good. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, damn. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but reusing yeah. actors. Right, 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 right. Um, However, some new additions. Shout out to New Edition. New Editions. Um, uh, one of my favorite actresses, Olivia uh, Coleman. Olivia Coleman, yeah. She is phenomenal and. I love how every single word out of her mouth is a double entendre. Yeah, she's great. It's, it's fantastic. I'm a big fan of Olivia Coleman. I highly recommend The Favorite. If, I was going to say The Crown. If no one's seen The Favorite. And yeah, The Crown. She's... Uh, uh, season three. Yeah. She shows up in season three as the older version of The Queen. She's also um, one of the people who runs the hotel in The Lobster. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I've always wanted to see The Lobster. So good. That's going to be one of my weird ones next season. Um, Shout so, out to season six pretty so soon. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, uh, the Lobster. Yeah, I love Olivia Coleman. She yeah, she's great, and she's she's so, she's so funny. So. Yeah, she she truly is. She has made. Uh, we're gonna gush a little bit about Olivia Coleman. Uh, she is a few minutes. <laughs> she has really made a name for herself as a a very dramatic actress, but also a very funny actress. I mean, I couldn't tell you how much I loved her acceptance speech at the Oscars. What did uh, she say? I mean, it was just it was just funny. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. She, she, I mean, she's I don't great. Know, just something about her. She's just well, and like hilarious. I said, uh, every word out of her mouth in this movie is a double entendre. Sorry, everyone. I'm trying not to burp into the mic. <laughs> uh, but like when she hits uh, the the girl with the sign, she's like, you know, nothing like a bit of girl on girl. And they're like, ah, yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, she's awesome. Um, so what other new additions besides Olivia Coleman? Oh, uh, that was the main one that, <laughs> that I really thing, liked. Yeah, yeah, I really don't know. I, I love Olivia Coleman. I, I don't know the other sergeant's name. The I, one I, where I forgot she was in it. So. They had a, a great shot of you know his head in front of the whiteboard, and it's like incompetent. Yeah, <laughs> late. You know that kind of thing. Um. So, so Jeremy. Yes. Should we tell people? What escalates in this movie? Why the violence escalates, I should say. Um, well, we we know that it's a hooded figure, a, yes. a cloaked hooded figure that's murdering these people um, yes. in extremely violent ways. Um, yes, first it starts with this actor dude and his affair. Gets there, uh, gets decaffeinated. Decaffeinated. I never got that joke until I got older, and I was like, because they're like, you know, because if you watch it with subtitles, it, all you can hear is da 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 da, deca decaffeinated, and he's like, 
decaffeinated. decaffeinated. Like what? What? Uh, <laughs> it's because they don't know that they don't know how to say decapitated. decapitated. <laughs> uh, and then it's. George, yeah, it's, he, uh, he gets his house blown up. Yeah, uh, poor guy. Too. That's less violent, I guess. But um, well, I mean, you see his charred remains. Yeah, afterwards. that's true. Uh, and then our boy Tim Messenger, our boy Tim Messenger, gets <laughs> splattered. Now I have a I have a soft spot for Tim Messenger. I can't spell worse shit either. So well, I have a hard time too. Uh, I, I for it was because of this movie I finally learned the difference between angle and, and angel. angel. That's fine. Uh, um, yeah. I uh, I was also reading that Edgar Wright thought for sure uh, the misspellings would be in the goofs section in IMDb, even though it's part of the narrative. Oh, right. right. They're, they're misspelled on purpose. Right. right? And uh, he was surprised that it, it was, they got it. And Hey, Edgar. People get it. People get it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Leslie Tiller... With uh, the shears, yeah, that was and then dope. That's that was a good. That's one. the last one, that because that's when Nick. Yeah, that's the last like murder, murder. Because then it's like the OK Corral, you know. Well, well, that's because you know then Nick has his theory, which is a fantastic theory, which I actually do want to talk about uh, here in a minute. Um, and then we get the reveal of everything, right? So these people have, which been, is also very outlandish and yeah. silly. <laughs> It's, you know? Yeah, that's why I think this one's the silliest. No. Um, but, you know, these people have been just dying horribly. Uh, this poor actor guy uh, and uh, Lucy Punch is her name. She was in... Um, uh, she's been in a lot of shit. She was in um, Bad Teacher. She's been in... in Dinner for Schmucks. Yeah. Uh, she was in the... New Girl. That's right. She was a New Girl. <laughs> She, she's uh, Genevieve, the yeah. principal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. uh, she was in uh, uh, been a bunch of season a two and season three of Series of Unfortunate Events. She, great comedic actress. I'm a fan. Yeah, she's different. She barely has any lines, but that's what makes it funny. Uh, yeah, but they get their heads chopped off. Which I'm okay with because that uh, I'm, I don't like Shakespeare. Well, and even that, even though they're messing it up, which is funny. And they're doing Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah. Which is Romeo and Juliet. Oh, my God. Um, it's awful. It's, so they, it's so dumb. It's pretentious and dumb. And so, yeah, they deserve it. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then George gets his house blown up. Um, and then Tim gets a piece of the church roof in the village broken off and impaled through his head down... So essentially, because if you watch it frame by frame, which I have, wow, his head does explode, and then the needle just keeps <laughs> diving in. I will tell you that that is there are two references to great, well, two that I caught of great films. Uh-huh. One that we've already done. Oh, really? Um, there is a Shining reference um, when he when uh, Nicholas gets to the hotel. And he said, you've always been here, you know, oh, right? And so there, there's that shining reference. And uh, Messenger getting impaled by the thing is the omen, is the uh, reference oh, to the omen. Yeah. So the whole um, the whole cutting to um, Nicholas and then cutting back to Messenger while he's waiting and all that, that's all omen. Um, so. And coincidentally happening at a church. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, and then of course, as we mentioned, uh, Leslie gets shears through the neck. So cool. That one's the coolest. Yeah, because how they had the the blood squirt set up is so cool. Because she turns, <laughs> yeah. and it squirts all over her window. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the whole time Nick has been trying, has been barely missing this hooded figure, and it's Leslie's murder that he almost gets them. Yeah, and then comes up with this really fantastic theory uh like really like if you really think about it it makes a lot of sense Uh um this theory of so he believes the killer has been timothy dalton yep uh which which of course the movie really wants you to focus as he is the killer which i think if you know you knew what you were getting into with this movie that it's not really a spoof or whatever but it's you know it's a comedy about, you know, these tropes, right? Mm-hmm. You should already know that's not the full answer, right? Even though 
they're making it really obvious that yes it, yeah because the first time he meets nick yeah they're going right. on a jog and he's like i'm a slasher lock me up i'm a slasher of prices and he keeps popping up at the different crime scenes and acting very strange acting very strange saying weirdly very suspicious very very sus I'm sorry. I, you know I had to do it. Okay. I, I had to do it to him. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yes, and so he, he, you know, has this really great monologue. Nick, uh, Simon Pegg, has this really great monologue of accusing Timothy Dalton. Here's why I know you did it. Because he's, he knows for certain he did it. And technically he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But he is wrong. He is wrong. He's wrong, but he's not wrong. Uh, great theory of how the reason why Simon Timothy Dalton has been doing this is because he doesn't, uh, you know, Nicholas believes that there's going to be a new supermarket built in this highway that's buying up the land that George Merchant was buying up the land is going to have this new supermarket built and it's going to cause competition and this, you know, great theory, uh, but he's wrong, which we don't know just yet. Right. But all we do know is he was wrong about Simon. Yeah. Because uh, he had the, an alibi. The, right? Yeah. The, the one clue is that whoever he was chasing away from Leslie's murder cut their leg. Yeah. Which we actually never really find out who that was. No, we don't. Uh, but it wasn't Simon, though. No. But he's got a sock garters on. I know. <laughs> Class act. Oh, and. And doesn't that feel like something Timothy Dalton would just wear? Anyway, anyway, yeah. yeah like I mean, he just showed up on set like that. I, yeah, uh, <laughs> just in like sh- like he wasn't even wearing a suit. He was just wearing shorts and sock garters. And sock garters. Yeah. And uh, Edgar was like, "You're gonna wear those, right?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, for sure." And he's yeah, like, sure. uh, "I guess okay. we'll wear pants. I guess <laughs> put him in a suit. I guess, please." Yeah, he's like wearing uh, sneakers with sock arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Timothy Dalton's gonna show up at uh, at, the, at our door now and be it's like, "Gonna be very upset." Like, how dare you? I never wear sock garters. I didn't even wear those for those scene. And we're like, "Okay, I'm sorry." I used a leg double. <laughs> oh, Timothy Dalton's out of his mind. Uh, come at me, Timothy Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Nick unfortunately couldn't make it stick. No, um, and. Also following in the tropes of an action movie, he kind of gets despondent. Like, well, I was wrong. Well, okay. Time to just give up. Because the village he's in, everyone has chalked these deaths up as accidents. (laughs) As accidents. And he doesn't understand uh, why. Coming from London, he has seen action around every corner. And being a good cop that he is, he knows, okay, these aren't accidents. Yes. Something is going on here, but no one believes him. None, none of his colleagues, except for Danny. Danny half believes him, but none of his colleagues believe him. His chief inspector doesn't believe him. And no one really is questioning anything no. except for him. And... Uh, so he gets despondent, and then we have our, and I forgot to mention it last week, our second, well, we'd seen it earlier in the film, but our second viewing of the Cornetto ice cream. Right. Hence why this series, the this trilogy is called the Cornetto Trilogy. Because last week, I forgot to mention it, <clears throat> they eat the strawberry Cornetto, which if you don't know what Cornetto is, think of the, uh, the, like, uh, the dr- Nestle drumsticks. drumsticks. Yeah. yeah, which we have some in the fridge. Uh, I can't eat those. Uh, for why? Oh, that's right, because they have peanuts on them. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I'll, oh just, I'll just scrape them off when I give them to you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, and then in this one we get the, I guess, the original flavor, which is just uh, vanilla and chocolate. Uh, but it comes in a blue wrapper, hence why it's in this movie and the strawberry was in... Right. Shaun of the Dead, because blood... Anyway, you get it. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, and then we get the reveal of why Nick wasn't wrong to suspect Simon, but why he was wrong in the theory. Yeah. So it wasn't just Simon causing these murders. It was actually all the town... Uh, it was the neighborhood watch Essentially, the village elders... Yeah. Um, ...have been doing this. And... 
And this is why the film is a little silly, is their reasoning why they have been doing these awful things. It's because they want to be the best village ever. And, well, <laughs> we killed the actors because they were just bad actors. They were bad actors, yeah. We killed George because his house was ugly. And we begged him to keep it in, uh, <laughs> in, you know, in, in theme with our rustic setting. We killed uh, Tim Messenger because our pa- he made our paper tabloid journalism and a bunch of s- spelling, spelling errors. errors. And we killed Leslie because we didn't want to share her. And you're just like, oh my God. Now, this is exactly what I think a homeowners association is like. Oh, 100%. I I, listen, I've never lived in a fancy neighborhood, but I would feel like this is what a homeowners association is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like for us, it would be like a grasslands or a, like I a have heard horror stories. Of yeah. Homeowners association. And it's just like this. I'm. This is what home. I'm one hundred percent certain. Homeowners association shouldn't exist. Um, uh, you're giving people way more power than they should have. Or it's like who fucking cares? Like who I bought- ca- if I want to put pink flamingos on my lawn, go fuck yourself. I agree. Uh, <laughs> but then we also learn another really great reveal. Um, it is the reveal that the uh, police chief Frank. Uh, Danny's father has actually been leading all of this. Yeah, He's which in is which is which really drives home. This is like I was saying. Even though the movie is silly, it do, it does take itself seriously because they did such a good job of making Frank. You wouldn't even suspect Frank. No. Yeah, you think it's weird that maybe he's not. Why isn't he questioning anything? But yeah. but you think he's sort of like this silly, you know, because he goofy, you know, because. Very early on, we realize that he's a Wild West nut. <laughs> he loves eating chocolate cake and ice cream at the precinct. As punishment. As punishment. And I got to say, I should start capitalizing on that. <laughs> uh, so if my employees get in trouble, like, well, I guess uh, we're going to start eating ice cream now. You know what would be really... F- and like, this is obviously gonna be a uh, you know a sidebar, as you say. Yes. This is gonna... Yeah. So <laughs> I think that would be... It would be a fun experiment to like really get on to someone about something and then give them cake, uh-huh. because then every time they have cake after a while, they're just going to think that they're in trouble. Love it. So well, it's like pavloving uh, these. <laughs> well, especially with you know when uh, when you know he says like that they're going to have ice cream because of what Danny did driving under the influence yeah. when we first meet Danny. Uh, he's like, you know, let's just say we're not going to be short on Chunky Monkey for the next month. And Danny's like, oh, Dad. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it does. It it's sort of great. Like, <laughs> it ruins dessert for people, which is sort of diabolical, which I kind of like. That. Uh, <laughs> but then for the people who aren't getting in trouble, you're like, yes, free cake. Uh, but yeah, so they reveal that he's been behind, he's in on it and he's he's helping. And you're just like. No. Oh, no. Bob. Bob. No. No. Um, and then again, taking itself seriously as to why, truly why they're doing this. And it's because um, Frank's wife, Danny's mom, committed suicide because she poured her heart and soul into the Village of the Year uh, <clears throat> contest. And the day before the judges were set to arrive, these... Uh, I'm not going to use the term um, just wild people essentially uh, came in and just ruined the town and they didn't win the village of the year or I think he said they lost their streak Um, yeah and she couldn't take it she killed herself so Frank said no more which is also silly yeah the whole thing is silly it is very silly don't kill yourself Uh, especially don't kill yourself if someone ruins your streak yeah that's what I meant take the L I'm not saying I'm not saying don't ever not kill yourself. I'm just saying like don't do it for that reason. Wait, so are you wait, are you I I'm confused. Are you saying they should kill themselves? No, I'm just saying like I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm just saying don't do it for that stupid reason. Uh and I should have I should put in an edit of the uh, of the more you know. Jeremy's saying don't kill yourself. For that reason. Or at all. That's not what I said. 
Um, well, I'm saying at all. I'm covering my ass uh, at all. Don't kill yourself at all. All right. Anyway, not trying to tell because God wants to kill you in His own special way. Okay? Oh my God. So anyway, anyway, uh, church so, wine. So <laughs> your mom's gonna comment again. Church wine. Church wine. Really? Really? No, she's gonna be more mad about his suicide. <laughs> Dude, your mom's gonna be so mad at you. She's not listening to this. We're one. gonna lose our one listener. She's not gonna listen to this one. Anyways, uh, so you kind of get the reason why, but it's still awful. It's still silly. And it's it makes still no sense. Aw- yeah, and so, uh, and then we then we see all the you know the body, literally the literal bodies that they have buried. You know, um, the kids that Nicholas arrests as soon as he gets to the village. They killed them yep. because they're trying to keep their crime statistics low, which I guess apparently they look at for Village of the Year. Hey, man, like, I don't... Listen, I don't tell people how to run a Village of the Year thing. I would look at crime stats, too. That matters. Um, they kill poor Filch because they took all his guns away because he had a warehouse full of guns. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they killed, um, they killed the, uh, thief that, you know. Oh, that's right. The, yeah. Uh, Kevin Federline. <laughs> it's not really Kevin Federline. Oh. But it oh. looks like Kevin Federline. Well, I just always refer to him as the fuck ugly guy. Yeah, yeah. Because that's uh, the yeah, only time I've ever heard fuck ugly, not fugly. Yeah. Because he's fuck ugly. Well, and I thought it was so funny that he ended up knowing who it was. <laughs> he goes, well, I couldn't see his face. I'm not made of eyes. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah. So and and Nick just can't believe it. Uh, and then that's when the last twenty minutes of the film he come. Well, they think they've killed him, but he comes back on a white horse, very tropey. Our hero rides in on a white horse, and just all hell breaks loose. Yeah, he uh, gets all the guns, all uh, the guns. Lo- gives Danny the guns when Danny decides to help, and they just go to town on literally on the village elders but doing a lot of the tropes that had been mentioned earlier in the film yeah. uh, have you ever fired two gun spots jumping through the air and they fire two gun spots <laughs> jumping through the air they fire guns during a high speed pursuit yeah. um, Danny gets his epic which is point. sort of it's sort of like you're um, you're wanting what we got in Shaun of the Dead, which is he plays out the whole thing. This is a, a, a version of that, right? Right. Sort of. Yeah, and, you know, Danny gets his point break moment where he gets to fire a gun in the air. He's gonna shoot his dad, but then he fires his gun in the air because he loves him so much. Shout out to Point Break. <laughs> Shout out to Point Break. The original, not the remake. If you if you if any of our listeners have seen the remake, how dare you? If you value yourself, if you, yeah. How dare you uh, do that to the Swayze man? <sighs> May he rest in peace. Yes. Swayze. The Swayzes. And of course, you know, Keanu. Dude, how dare you do that to John Wick? How dare you? How dare you? He's going to come find you now. Yeah, how, Diego. how dare you do that to the lake house? <laughs> oh, my God. I've, only seen, I've ever only seen the movie once. Never seen, and I will never watch it again. It's <laughs> it makes no the sense. dumbest thing ever. It makes no sense. So, <laughs> oh yeah, how dare you do that to the, one of the people in the greatest movie of all time, The Lake House. So anyway. how, how can you do that to best uh, actor of a of a English accent, Keanu Reeves? Yep. Shout out Brand Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, I've seen Dracula. <laughs> Surely you can't be serious. Oh my god, I love you. We Keanu. don't have time. I love you, Keanu, but don't ever do an English accent ever again. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so yeah. So through Danny's eyes of his love of action films, which, if I'm being honest, he puts our wall of DVDs to shame. I was gonna say, like, I identify so much with uh, with that because he opens that those the, doors, the, the, the sliding doors, and they're all perfectly lit. Yep. I never realized I wanted that until I got older. I was like, damn, that's how I got to do my movies. That's how you got to do it. Because kind of how your setup is, he's got two walls here and then two walls here full of movies, top to bottom. Yeah. But then he's got the lights and they're... How much you want to bet? That's probably the cleanest room in his house. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's uh, the only clean room in his house. Especially when like, oh, when did you move in? About five years ago? Yeah. And it's covered in boxes. boxes. No, uh, I, I have been told... Uh, people walk in, they go, I can't believe these are organized. They go, well, of course. He goes, well, why wouldn't they be? Because I've seen your car, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Like, like, 
yeah, but those aren't movies. Yeah, exactly. I was like, because I've seen your closet or whatever. And I'm like, I, yeah, yeah, I, I see how you dress. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so there's something I was going to mention. Oh, I want to get it out of the way now. So like I mentioned last week, Shaun of the Dead, uh, they have reoccurring bits. And the reoccurring bit is the uh, garden fences. So in Shaun of the Dead, where Shaun tries to hop over and the panel he's hopping over falls over. This time, when Simon Pegg hops over, it doesn't fall over. And of course, as it, he's hopping over more and more and he's doing flips and they're getting more act. And it's clearly not Simon Pegg on the last one. And so Nick Frost, Danny thinks like, okay, I can do that. And he just falls (laughs) right through the first one. Uh, And then rolls over the next one. And you got, you know, he probably did that each time. Yeah. Um, Again, this theme of escalation. Yeah. Where Shaun of the Dead, it was like, haha, he fell. Now it's like, no, now he's going to make it over every single right. one. Right. And you said the next one is going to be even more. Oh, over. it's, it's like, even more over the top. Uh, which, like I said, how they did it in The World's End, it's. It, it doesn't feel like it's old. You're like, ah, nice. <laughs> um, That's fine. So. Now, I will, I will mention. Um, I guess it is supposed to be silly. I was just like, oh, the movie's still going. Uh, when, <laughs> uh, when the the mine goes off and then, you know, uh, oh, explodes. Right, 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 I was right, like, right. wait, there's still more movie? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You guys did it, though. You won. And, well, but they missed someone. They missed the guy up in the watchtower. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, um, yeah, <laughs> the same mine goes off. Because yeah. I guess they don't realize that you push the pin in. Yeah, I guess. Hitting it doesn't set it off. You push the pin in, which I don't. I don't know how that works. I've never seen sea mines. Yeah. Yeah. How how underwater... Now, I have seen sea mines in Finding Nemo. Yes. Uh, Poor Bruce. I mean... But see, but in that movie, it it hits it and it goes off. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Maybe... What are the rules, guys? Who makes these sea mines? And why can't you keep it consistent? Yeah. Um, Anyway. So... I lost my train of thought. Okay. Uh, sorry. Okay. So, Jeremy, would you like to talk about uh, how Edgar really hones in his style from Shaun of the Dead to this one? We we see, you know, hints of what would later be, you know, like his baby driver style mm-hmm. in Shaun of the Dead. Uh, and we forgot to mention last week the uh, the hitting with the pull cues to the, the yes. beat of the music, right? Yes, that, that was something I really wanted to talk about, and yeah. I completely forgot. Uh, just a little, little, little asterisk right here. Uh, in Shaun of the Dead, there's a scene where they are hitting the bar owner, who has now been zombified, to the beat of Queens Don't Stop Me Now. Yeah. And it's perfect. Right. So Done with the asterisk. This one... It doesn't have a lot of... Music yeah, cues not per a lot se, of right? So, but you know, with the quick, you know, montage cuts with mm-hmm. the, right, like with them loading up on with the guns. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think that's very Edgar Wright. Very, oh, very much so. Um, the stuff with the car at the end, you know, yeah. when they're uh, going on that high pursuit. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's you know, that's very Edgar Wright that we would come to to know and love. I think that there's. I would say there's less in this one than in Shaun of the Dead. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and warn you now, in the in the World's End, there is even less. Oh, that's he, interesting. W- why I love Edgar so much, and I'll get more into it next week, guys, for the finale. Why I love him so much is that he doesn't... He, he doesn't try to replicate his style. With this one, he tried to... Not necessarily replicate it, but he tried to... Give us things we are familiar with already from Shaun of the Dead. Right. But as Jeremy, as you said, you know, he he tones it down a little bit. And then in The World's End, he tones it down a lot. There's a lot of shots in in The World's End that are not, that we hadn't seen these kind of shots before. Right. Um, and that's why I love him so much. Uh, which, I meant to start the episode with this, but... We released our Shaun of the Dead episode when he dropped the trailer for his new film, uh, Last Night in Soho. Right. Which I'm very excited yeah, for. Yeah, I think that's going to be really dope, yeah. It looks phenomenal. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, he he does kind of tone it back a little bit. You know, it still feels very much yeah, an Edgar there Wright. Isn't, there isn't any music syncing to the action, and there's no, none of that TV stuff that I liked uh, from Shaun of the Dead, where it creates that cohesive sentence mm-hmm. when he right. Yeah. Um, so there's really none of those things the, that. The one of the big things he kept was his quick cuts, like when Sean is getting ready. Yes, he kept those. Like especially they replicate that with poor George Merchant who gets exploded uh, when he comes home from the bar and he's drunk and he's peeing all over the seat. Right. And they leave the 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 pee spots all over the seat as he's flushing his uh, flushing the toilet. Yeah. Uh, but like when Nick finally makes it to the village, sits in his hotel for about five seconds, and is like, "Okay, I gotta go out." Right. You know, those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, no cohesive sentence through a medium. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, well, and you know, of course we are rightly so, I think, but mm. also I think it might be unfair to just like say Baby Driver is the ultimate Edgar Wright movie, right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm, no. I'm saying that it takes a lot of these tricks and things that he does baby driver is is a high point for him he takes everything that he had learned and done with these three films because i believe the world's end came out before baby driver yes it did it was 2013 um but all the tricks and stuff he's learned with these three films and adds them to baby driver and it all culminates in this fantastic fast-paced comedic drama um which is great Baby Driver is awesome. I really hope he doesn't actually make a sequel. Apparently there are plans for a sequel, and I don't think he should do it. Um, I think it was a perfect standalone film. I agree. Just like these films. Uh, Like we mentioned last week, there was a proposed idea for a sequel to Shaun of the Dead. And luckily he was like, no, it works perfect by itself. Which, again, I would have loved because it was from... uh, (laughs) From Dust Till Shaun. Um... Which also is kind of speaking of the title of this film. Originally, it was going to be called Hot Fuzz with two T's. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. But uh, apparently Simon Pegg was real adamant. Like, no, we, we it's got to be one T. Yeah. Hot Fuzz. Uh, again, I don't know why the two T's. Maybe it's a British thing. Maybe. Um, yeah. Now, one other thing I, I do want to talk about... Uh, a lot of people, which I didn't know, but uh, after reading a lot about the film, a lot of people thought that they were making fun of police. Oh, that's funny. Um, but Simon is, has gone on record multiple times to say, like, no, we weren't making fun of police. You know, uh, the British way of saying police is the bobby. Um, is kind of this punching bag uh, of a joke, you know. I'm going to use a terrible example because I know you don't like this movie, but in uh, Shanghai Nights, when we see the Bobby, they are a punchline. But Simon Pegg was like, no, we were actually trying to be very serious and be, you know, actually kind of elevate the Bobby in in, uh, film to this really action hero status. Right. And apparently he's been like, stopped by actual police officers who have thanked him for doing that for like hey you made us look cool yeah uh because apparently simon also did a lot of ride-alongs and yeah learned actually what they have to do how procedurals work and stuff Mm -hmm. like that um and i think that's what makes the movie so great yeah is that they took it seriously yes there's going to be comedy in it and yes it's going to be over the top but we're taking what we're saying seriously, which again, shout out to our Mel Brooks episodes, um, especially with uh, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein, is they took it seriously. Yeah. Um, so, so on the whole, Jeremy, of the two films already, which one have you liked more? And I know the answer. Shaun of the Dead. I knew it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, everyone, I I know we both said it. A lot this episode, but this one is, in my opinion, uh, the sillier of the three. But of the two we've talked about so far, it's the sillier of the two. Um, mainly because Shaun of the Dead is pretty straightforward. It's yeah. a zombie movie with comedy. 
Right, right. Plain right, and right, simple. Right, 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 right. As where this one is more of a mix of action hero comedy, not necessarily like a buddy comedy, yeah. like Beverly Hills Cop or or even as, you know, the other end of the spectrum, Police Academy, you know. Um, but it's this kind of like weird in-between of being a laugh out loud comedy but being very serious and taking it subject matter serious mm-hmm. and then we're going to see the complete opposite of that in the world's end yep uh which i can't wait to talk about since you've never seen it no, i can't wait to see what you have to say about it no no because yeah. it um it takes this again a theme of escalation that they kind of started with this film mm-hmm this theme of escalation to the next level in the world's end. Uh, sorry, everyone was checking to see what time it was. Uh, so, Jeremy, are yes. you ready to wrap up? Wrap up, wrap up? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, like I said, it's good, but, you know, it's too long. And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you heard it here first. Ever here, everyone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jeremy, 2021. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, there I... The things I like about it. Yeah. Um, like, again, like, a few of the bits I think are hilarious, like the twin bit mm-hmm. or the the CSI crew bit where everyone <laughs> Everyone's looks the, the same. same, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I completely agree. Um, of course, I love these movies dearly so i i can't pick a favorite ah. i mean i would still probably say Shaun of the dead is my favorite of the three oh. um because it's what started all of this yeah um but yeah this movie's still great um and again these what makes these movies so great is they all are standalone films that you can hop into any any three of them and enjoy um but yeah yeah so uh that brings us to next week. So next week is the series finale, but also the season finale. Now, we do have a bonus episode planned. Yep. Uh, if you missed uh, two weeks ago, we'll talk more about it next week. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so next week will be the series and season finale, The World's End. So this was the biggest gap between the movies. Mm-hmm. So between Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, I believe it was only a two-year gap, mm-hmm. uh, 2004 to 2006. But this one was about a seven-year gap um, from 2006 to 2013. And that's because Simon <clears throat> had finally kind of come into his own as an actor. He was doing a lot of stuff with... He did Star Trek. He did Star Trek. I believe he did uh, Mission Impossible 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he hadn't... I think he... He's in three? I mean, he, that's what the first one he did. was three. And then after that, they're like, hey, want to be in the rest of them? And yeah. he was like, absolutely. Uh, I want to say Ghost Protocol Ghost came Brits. out... Ghost Brits. Ghost Brits. Uh, I want to say that came out right before this one, too. So Simon had, you know, he, he had gotten really big over here in America. And uh, I think that's another reason why it took them so long, because I'm sure he had a lot of stuff in the pipe. But the world's end, again... I kind of just said it, but I'm going to say it again. Taking this theme of escalation another step further. Oh, crap. I just remembered an oops, oops I, I forgot. forgot. Uh, one final thing on Hot Fuzz, and I'll wrap up with our th- our teaser for the season finale. Um, the other thing about Hot Fuzz that I finally kind of realized is it's sort of a metaphor of out with the old and with the new. Because okay. if you notice, the village elders are all old. Right. And then in comes Nicholas Angel, who's young and new and notices these things maybe I'm reading too much into it eh, maybe not I mean you know that seems plausible yeah because I mean you know after he kind of takes the reign as chief inspector which yeah he gets promoted chief inspector uh, you know they've got new cars and the village is kind of more like a well-oiled machine yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing anyway no, 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 you might have something there yeah. Anyway, so uh, back to our teaser. So the world's end, taking this theme of escalation another step further. Um, where Shaun of the Dead was the horror one. This one was the action one. This one is the sci-fi, sci-fi. one. Yeah. Um, 
which is really interesting. And it has a really cool concept, which I'll get into next week, because Edgar Wright flat out said, this is the concept of the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's got a great concept, and I can't really, I can't wait to talk about it. Cool. Um, yeah, so Sweet. next week, season finale. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed Hot Fuzz, and we'll see you for the world's end.